what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, this is a mini episode, and I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Ali Hassan. You're listening to podcast Eat and Drink on the mini side. Uh, do know that uh, Ali Hassan, if he doesn't sound like his normal self, is is reeling from the betrayal of his podcast partner, oh, man. Uh, ignoring the fact that he was going to buy him. A, uh, a muddler. You can hear, you know what that is? That's the sound of two muddlers. One was supposed to be Marco's. Uh, Marco decided to go and buy himself a muddler. Let me let me not accept a gift. Let me not accept a gift from a friend. I did not realize you were buying me a muddler. When you said you were getting it, I thought you meant you were getting it for, my, for yourself, not for me. I would like listeners who listened to the episode with Zach from Kivas. Great episode, by the way. Lot learned, a uh, lot of laughs shared. Um... Let me know. Was I not clear? Was I not clear? It's there. It's saved. You know, it's it's there. Anyway, anyway, you're a good person. I wanted to show that to you, and uh, now you'll never see it. You're just rubbing salt no, in my wounds. I, I, I totally, feel, I feel totally. really bad. I, I, I feel bad about it. I'm sorry about that. But Don't I be- do appreciate the, the 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 sentiment behind it. Let's say. Great. Let, yeah, let's say that. Let's say. Let's say as though it's something, it's a huge stretch. Let's say exactly that. There was a good sentiment and you pissed on it. We should start this episode though. Let me, I should say yeah. that. All right. So yeah. here's the thing. You know, we love hearing from our listeners and we got some of the best fans out there. I got to say, like people who listen to this show, really devoted. Uh, please give us a five-star review um, on iTunes. It helps us. But that said, our listeners also want to keep us honest and you know when we piss them off we piss them off and i have to say ali you know next to pineapple on pizza this next thing we're going to talk about has been the thing that has really divided some of the people who listen to this podcast yeah yeah uh, i i enjoyed this email that we got it uh i mean th- this is the way to email people if Listen, you're if you're bothered by something, this is the way to do it. And I don't know. W- did you intend to read the email? Uh, yeah, on- I'm just going to mention the first name because I don't think it's right to mention this person's. Uh, no, no, of know, course not. Of course, not. no. In this day and age, how divided yeah. we are as a society, he might get enemies. No, no, no. name is Paul. Yeah, his name is Paul, and he sent an email, and it was a it was a nice direct email, and it was about we did we did a mini episode on the 25 most controversial foods, right? Yes, and at the end of it, I gave my controversial foods, the foods that I'm avoiding eating. Now, one of them, I said, based on another listener who said she doesn't like it when we talk about this. So I'm going to just full disclosure, we're going to be talking about foie gras. So uh, Christina in Victoria, you might want to turn it off at this point. But Paul was telling this, uh, you, this episode might not be for you. This might, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, I had said that it was a cruel practice the way they force feed these geese. Now, he said, force feeding geese is one of the least cruel farming practices. And he sent us a video where he said, these geese don't look upset at all. And I watched the video and it's true. The farmers feeding these geese, they don't look like they're distressed. They don't look upset. They look like they're having a good time. Okay. But he goes on to say, you know what is cruel? Factory farmed beef in Canada. And he says, you know, they feed them an unnatural diet of mainly grain 
and this is more convenient for the factory farm owner. The food gives cattle ulcers and, uh, you know, they've got to pump them full of antibiotics just to keep them alive so that they can hit the slaughterhouse. So, you know, he says, I know that Ali said, pointed out, so he's giving you uh, the kudos that it's a slippery slope. I accept uh, your kudos, Paul. But he tells me not to crap on the geese. And my answer back is, well, they crap on me all the time. No, I, I was crapping on geese, too. I want to punch every goose in the face. That's a okay. different story. No, I was crapping on the geese. That was me. But but he is saying, don't crap on them unless you're going to call out the most cruel practices. Don't fa fall prey to hysterical forces. Take a scientific and common sense approach. Now, uh, well, there is more. Uh, another thing in the rap episode, you said you were going to get a falafel wrap and then discussed what kind of meat you were going to get. Need I say more? Yep. Well, I mean, uh, I think that was you. I don't remember what who, yeah, I, I, think I was probably going to get the falafel. I've been off meat for a well, little bit. We, of course, the falafel episode also caused controversy because I got a uh, Turkish uh, falafel or as it's rightly called a kebab doner. Or donor yes. kebab, right? So even that one, it seems like that those two episodes, Ali, everything that came out of my mouth had people up in arms. Look, if this is what up in arms looks like, I'm okay with that. If this upsets you so much that you don't want to listen, I, I'll feel bad to lose you. But this is how Paul ends the email. And this is what this is why he has my respect always. He says, yeah. look, obviously I love the show enough to keep you honest. Keep up the good work. Uh, and also, is there any way you can get a regular segment hosted by Amanda? She was pretty funny on Humble and Fred. Thanks for the yucks, Paul. Now, number one, your wife gets a shout out. Yeah. For the work that she does uh, in, in a kind of a tough climate sometimes. Humble and Fred, I've been on the show a number of times. Those guys can get, uh, it can get kind of down and dirty in there. She saucy. holds her own. A little yeah. saucy. She holds her own and she uh, she brings her own uh, uh, flames to the fire, you know. And uh, And also, for him to say, I love the show enough to keep you honest. You know what you did right there, Paul? Now no one's getting defensive. Now no one's getting defensive. Now we're going and we're watching the video. Then we're watching other videos. And now we're thinking about things we've said. Now, in my case, I also like what he's saying because I have told you this from the beginning. Yeah. The way chicken. Now I don't. I don't focus my thing on beef as much. I don't. Sure. I, I don't. And that's you know that, that that's just my personal thing. When I saw how chickens look in these in these coops. Uh, the large coops in, in indoor chicken farms. Sure. They don't look like anything a chicken is supposed to look like. So if you want to talk about cruel, you it is it is unfair at the very least to focus just on geese. And many people do. And I think Paul has a point where we just say it's so cruel. They just fatten them up. Sure. But yeah. man, look at chicken. No sunlight, hardly any feathers, hardly any meat on them. They look, their eyes are bulging out of their head. They look exactly like what an animal would look like if it was cooped up inside, uh, having shit from its its uh, siblings uh, fall down on it Fair for enough. hours Listen, and hours and hours. I'm going to have to concede to Paul. He makes a great point. If I have a problem with foie gras, I've got to have a problem with any food that's factory farmed. And I've got to have a problem, which I do. He makes a very valid point. If I have a problem with how they treat geese, I have to have a problem and not be hypocritical with the hypocritical with how they how they factory raise uh, beef. Now, I would call bullshit on that if I only ate free ranged chickens and and cows that have fun on pastoral grounds. 
but I don't. I do eat stuff that I don't know where the source comes from. So he's right. He's got a great point. If I don't have a problem with those practices that are raising my my meat, whether it be pork, beef, or chicken, then I can have a problem with how they're raising uh, the geese, or at least I have to take that in consideration. I do love the taste of foie gras. That's the, that's the dilemma there. So listen, all I can say is, Paul, you stopped me in my tracks, and I'm really thinking about what you said. Good for you. It's about yeah. time. It's about somebody got through that deshta de cats over there. Um, that means head made out of dick. Sorry about that. That's that's rude. If there's Italian listeners, that's incredibly rude. But uh, I just didn't know how to say concrete, so I use cats. Sure, cats. You can you can substitute cats for anything when you don't know can the you? word. Just throw <laughs> throw dick in there. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so where do you stand on the factory farm? I always thought you were very pro-factory farm, Ali. <laughs> Why would I be pro? <laughs> you bastard. I have been, uh, I have never, you know, my whole goal. Now, here's the thing, you know, I, I feel like eating, eating organic, eating, eating, you know, um, what's the word you use? Pasture raised, organically raised, humane, humanely raised, out raised outdoor. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, farm, farm raised, farm raised, outdoor, outdoor farm raised, fresh air, that kind of stuff. My family, when I was a kid, they would get, they would split a cow oh, wow. with uh, two or three other families. Wonderful. They would do the same thing with a goat from time to time, split it with one other family. You know, get the both families get two legs, then they decide who wants one family likes brain. Oh, there's a good family we should pair up with because we don't eat the organ meats as much they do. Right. Or we would, you know, my dad would be like, I'll take the liver, you can have the kidney and the brain and this kind sure, of stuff. Sure. Trading cards, these guys, but with a dead goat, slaughtered goat. And I remember thinking, this is insanity. Look at us parsing off parcels of meat from this animal. And the older I got, I was like, that's actually the best way to do it. Go know the farmer, go directly to the farm, support a farmer directly, and also understand what living conditions uh, this animal you are getting is raised under and understand that it is slaughtered for your consumption. Appreciate yeah. that fact. and uh, And also, hey, not to be too much of a son of an immigrant, save a few bucks. You know what I mean? Save a few bucks. Yeah. Listen, you're right. If you can get your food from a local farmer who does the practices that you want to see. I don't know if you saw that Netflix film that I was telling you about, The Biggest Little Farm. We That's are a- stalled halfway through. We love it. It's we great. cannot get a time where the six of us, the whole family can sit down and watch it all. Loving it, dude. Loving it. it. Don't it's understand so how they're going to succeed, but yes. Yeah, Paul, listen, tell me what you think of that film. Please watch it. That's the kind of meat. I want to eat the pigs and the beef and the and the ducks and the chickens from that farm. Uh, but yeah, like, listen, I have a problem with factory farming. I, I don't want to see that. I think we can we can farm. We can have better. Everyone can have better farming practices where we're not consuming uh, animals that have been pumped full of whatever medications they have to to keep them uh, viable. Right. And I think for, you know, if, if you don't see what the issue is, you should look up factory farming. You should look up what those practices are like. You should look at what they're doing to the environment. You should look, because we are actually talking from a place of privilege here, Marco and I. Sure, 100%. Uh, right? Not everyone can afford meat that is raised humanely and, and, and outdoors and all this stuff, which goes to the argument of we should probably eat a little less meat. Yeah. We should I probably eat a little less. I try. I've tried. I continue to try, but 
prosciutto just keeps pulling me back in, my friend. It'll do that. It'll do that with its crispy little arms. Oh, it just brings me back in every time. It's almost like, it's just, it's just, it just calls my name at night. I will also say this. Listen, if you have an issue with foie gras, more power to you. You don't have to eat it and you can push to make it more accountable and also have better practices. Cause I'm sure there's other videos that show perhaps a not so nice way in which they force people. True. We didn't exactly scour the internet for all the uh, foie gras videos, but, but the one Paul sent us and then the two others that I looked into, I was like, well, this doesn't look like the way cattle is electrocuted. Okay. This also doesn't look like the way chicken are treated. Uh, Mm -hmm. This also doesn't look like the, uh, you know, the way pigs are slaughtered. I, I don't know. I, I, I was like, yeah, you know, there's, I think this is something that on paper sounds crueler than it is. And well, that's now I'm, I'm using a very small example, three videos, but the duck are coming to this guy, the geese, sorry, the geese are coming to this guy to be fed, right? They're like, yeah, give me some more food. The other thing I want to say, and this might be controversial too. So I expect a plethora of emails on this. I don't have a problem with hunters who eat the animals that they kill. So if, if you've ever had wild game that was hunted, that was uh, given to you from a hunter, nothing better than that. Ptarmigan, pheasant, um, moose, venison, all these animals that hunters do um, kill here in our, our country are so wonderful when they're cooked right. And you can taste the difference between that and something that was raised on a factory farm, 100%. Yeah. And if Donald Trump Jr. had eaten that rhinoceros, if he had shoved his face full of rhinoceros that day, I I think I also would have been like, hey, you're not the worst asshole I've ever met. Uh, But yeah, some of that game hunting is just. uh, That's its own thing. I don't. That's its own thing. I have a huge issue with people killing animals that are on the brink or on endangered species list, like the Trump kids who, you know what, I'd love to stuff a rhinoceros horn up their asses. Uh, But I'm talking about animals that you can legally hunt and there's no problems with it. Uh, You know, their, their numbers. You see, you see us too, Marco, you and I also, we can be cruel sometimes. Sometimes you wanted to, you wanted to ream a man with a rhinoceros horn and I giggled. Yeah. Who are we? We're no better than anybody, buddy. No, you're right. Well, listen, think about that was the mini episode. You can always email us at, email us at podcasteatanddrink at gmail.com with your thoughts. Uh, thank you very much, Paul, uh, for, the, for the lovely email. Continue to listen, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this mini episode. All right. Take it easy, everybody. That is Marco Timpano. That is Ali Hassan. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up. <laughs>